0: Hello! A very warm Sunday morning welcome to you. You're listening to the Sunday edition of St. Mark Lutheran Church's podcast, recorded from the highest natural point in Bemidji, Minnesota. This is a practical daily dip into the Word of God, and we are excited that you have joined us to listen and consider it from whenever and wherever you are listening. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people, and His incomparably great power for us who believe. Our Modest Little Podcast is published four times weekly. Three times during the week, we feature a short devotional. And on Sundays, we replay a Sunday sermon from our church, just like the one you'll hear shortly. If you're interested in learning more about our ministry, may I suggest you take a peek at www.stmarksbemidgie.org. You may also want to subscribe to our YouTube channel for video podcasts, friend us on our Facebook page, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. If you have any trouble finding us, just look at the show notes in this podcast for the link. I also want to hear from you. If you have any feedback on the podcast at all, or if you just want to say hi, drop me a line at john.kirk.com. At A quick plug for our weekday podcast before we get started. We are going through our daily prayer series on the Gospels and the Book of Acts. Each day, we will take a quick but thoughtful dive into a verse or two from one of these five potent accounts on the earthly ministry of Jesus and the early Church. Trinity Sunday is a rather recent development in, re- in Church history. Today might seem to some a bit academic since our full attention is given to this divine mystery, the doctrine of the Holy Trinity. However, it becomes anything but academic when we consider the way in which God has revealed Himself to us through the Word. We are shown how we are blessed through this incredible triune nature. Today, we shine a spotlight on the incredible blessing we receive every time we gather in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our sermon for today is titled, Access to God, and is based on Romans, chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. We now join Pastor Zamzo for the sermon.
1: In the name of our triune God, the Father, the Son,
2: and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Confession time, I suppose. I'll admit it. When I was in high school, I went through a little bit of a phase,
1: um, and I got into those uh, bubblegum punk bands. If you're my age, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, bands like um, you know Green Day, uh, New Found Glory, Good Charlotte. Um, yeah, with a bubblegum punk. I, I can't remember what what else they used to call it. Pop punk. Anyway, out of the whole list of all of them that you could probably go down the line of, my favorite, hands down, no questions asked, was Blink-182. And my parents and my friends, I I recall going to a couple of their shows, and on one particular incident, and I think actually we were down in the cities, one particular time, I remember walking up to the, the venue... And it was me and my, my friends and we looked over towards their tour buses and they kind of had a barricade set up around the outside. And we looked over and there was the bass player from the band, Mark Hoppus. And there was nobody around. He was putting his golf clubs underneath his tour bus. We were Ecstatic. Uh, it, and there 's nobody around it was just us and him, and we ran over. We had open access to him and we ran up there. we even had a demo c d that my high school band had recorded, and we were just we were so giddy it was like uh, a bunch of little schoolgirls running around and 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 we we gave him our c d and we were so excited because we had we had open access to him and i don 't know he probably took the c d back in his tour bus and chucked it in the circular file but Regardless, there was a, a celebrity, there was somebody that we, we really admired, a musician that we really admired, and we had open access to a rock star, and it was awesome. As, as, a, as a high school kid, I thought that was great. Now maybe you've shared some sort of similar experience. Now, maybe you've uh, waited in line to get a book signed by an author, a famous author, or Maybe you you were at a party or something like that, or you were um, downtown and you just happened to run into a celebrity or somebody that you've always admired. It's interesting to see the lengths that people will go to to try to get access to flesh and blood human beings. Even though they're famous, even though they're rock stars, even though they're well-known authors and actors... They're just flesh and blood people. Yet it's interesting to see how far people will go. I mean, there's crazy stories of people getting caught like up in the heating ducts as they're trying to get access to celebrities' dressing rooms and that sort of thing. Or people that will camp out in, in lobbies of hotels for hours or days just to get access to people.
2: That's just People. What about God? How far will people go to try to get to God? As time has gone on, the world has tried to answer that or to seek a solution to that
1: in a lot of different ways. Some have said that you must embark on some sort of spiritual quest or pilgrimage carry nothing with you but the clothes on your back. Or there
2: are those that will say that um, you have to go and visit these holy sites. Then you'll have access to God.
1: Or probably more commonly these days, maybe it's not a physical journey that you go on, but a mental journey that you have to meditate. You You have to cleanse or purge your thoughts so that you can touch the divine
2: And if you really want to get there, you really want access to God,
1: then there's something that you have to do. It requires some sort of sacrifice on your part. Debasing yourself. Purging your thoughts. That'll get you access to God. Ancient peoples, Mayans, Aztecs, they literally slaughtered people. I think it was like 20,000 a year? slaughtered people in human sacrifices to try to gain access or gain the favor of their gods. As I said, some still today look for a drug to take or a mushroom to eat that will send them on some sort of meditative internal spirit quest to try to access God. There are many different types of spiritualism, uh, quests for God, search for
2: access to Him, but there's only one thing in the world that has it right. And that's our faith. That is our one true Christian faith taught to us in God's Word. And what does Christianity, what does God's Word tell us about how to access God? Well, it's pretty plain and simple, isn't it? Be perfect. Be perfect. God says that your
1: relationship and my relationship with with Him has been severed because of sin. Because of all, all of our sinful thoughts, words, and actions, we are cut off. Even from our first parents in the Garden of Eden We are cut off from God and there's only one way to gain access to Him and that is be perfect. God doesn't want long pilgrimages or sacrifices or long hours of meditation. We can't bargain our way with Him. We can't hallucinate or trip our way into touching or accessing the divine.
2: He says be perfect.
1: God says if we want to have access to Him then we have to be perfect. He demands Perfect, selfless people all the time. Those who always seek the needs of others before themselves. Those who are always mindful of the needs of their family and their neighbors. He wants wise, older folks with a lot of experience under their years to always be patient and careful and instructing and not critical and not criticizing of younger generations. He wants husbands who joyfully are mindful of their spouse and happily do chores around the house, doing dishes, fixing things, helping with the kids, changing diapers. He wants wives who are not embittered or angry, but loving and supportive all the time. He wants church members who don't seek what's in it for them, but seek always what's in it for the Gospel ministry. He wants us to serve our bosses He wants to serve our children. He wants children to serve their parents. He wants spouses to serve each other. He wants brothers and sisters in Christ in the same congregation to serve one another as Christ served us as though we were serving Jesus all the time, 100% of the time, no questions asked. If you want access to God, then do that. If you have fallen short, and we know that we have, then we know that by nature we are worse than just cut off from God or just at some sort of comfortable distance from Him. It's not just a barricade around where we can kind of see Him. No, we deserve to, as we confessed a few moments ago, to be damned forever in hell.
2: That's what we rightfully deserve, to be cut off from Him. And yet, this is what makes what St. Paul says to the church in Rome so incredible. Because on the one hand, you have a God of perfect justice who demands perfection because He Himself is perfect. On the other hand, you have a God that is perfect love and perfect mercy and damning His entire crown of His creation, you and me, was completely out of the question. So instead of cutting us off, instead of sending us away, instead of damning us to hell for all eternity,
1: St. Paul says right after the text that I read a moment ago from Romans, Paul says this, you see, just at the right time, when we were powerless, powerless to access God, powerless to come to Him, At the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. It was Jesus. Not me, not you, not anyone
2: in history. It was Jesus who led a perfect life and died an innocent death. It was Him, not us,
1: not any normal flesh and blood human being who cried out from the cross, My God, My God, why have You forsaken Me? suffering the pain of hell do you know that that's the real pain of hell people think of what hell is they often think of fire and brimstone and the 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 cartoon character devil with the pitchfork and little red horns no the real pain of hell is being cut off 100 percent sent away from god that's the agony of hell With God, God, on the one hand, everything is good and and every good and perfect gift comes down from your Father of heavenly lights as as St. James puts it. The real agony of hell is being separated from everything that is good. And when Jesus hung on the cross there and cried that out, My God, My God, why have You forsaken Me? He was suffering the literal pain of hell. The wrath of God against sin was exacted on Christ. He, the Son of God, the second Person of the Trinity, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, He was denied access and suffered the pain of hell in your place. It boggles the mind on
2: so many different levels. Perhaps it's easier to think of it this way. You consider God the Father and God the Son.
1: Would you, you what, what God the Father did to God the Son for you and for
2: me, the crown of His creation, would you sacrifice your own child to save a criminal? And having done so, Would you give that child up
1: so that a murderer or a felon could come and live in your house
2: and have 100% unrestricted access to you? Sit down and
1: sit in in your lazy boy in your living room and watch your TV and eat your food, sleep in your bed, be near you all the time, no access denied.
2: No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's such as the unimaginable grace, depth of grace of God. As we heard a moment ago, as Paul
1: says, therefore since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In spite of our sinfulness because of what Jesus did for you and I, being cut off from God the Father, in spite of our sinfulness, we are welcomed into God's presence. We have been justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. We have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Speaking of that faith, in just a minute, we are going to confess the Athanasian Creed. That's the longer creed that we, that we speak of in the church, it's the, it's a, and we're going to say it responsibly, and as we think of what that creed is, we ponder these words that we will say, whoever wishes to be saved must above all else hold to the true Christian faith, and the true Christian faith is this, that we worship one triune God. See, the force and point of the Athanasian Creed is to impress upon those who read it, such as human language is able, the glory and the mystery of the Trinity. Why is it so that like, we're confounded and sitting there confused? No, it's to show that as we have a triune God who is bigger, wider, deeper, more incredible than you and I can ever possibly imagine, One God, yet three persons.
2: We have no way of getting to Him on our own. Yet, and yet, to show that in all things, on every front, it's not some quest for God or pilgrimage or so many candles to light. It's not some
1: meditation practice or it's not some sacrifice that we give. There's nothing that we can do to access God on our own. No, rather, on all counts, it is God who has come to us. God the Father blesses us and preserves us. And in grace and mercy, not because of what we have done, but because of what God the Son has done. Our Savior Jesus, who came down and shared in our humanity, emptied Himself of glory, became the worst of us and the least of us so that we who are the worst and the least might know that God is not beyond our grasp. He is not a hateful, wrathful God towards us. He's not far from you. Rather, He comes to you in grace freely and fully. In grace, in faith, and in faith alone you have access to Him. This faith in the triune God truly is the only faith that will get you access to what is truly divine and give you the hope of salvation in His
2: name. As you realize that you have access to the God that made you, the One who made all things,
1: the One who made you promises and they do not fail, the One who has called you home to heaven, one that showed you what suffering and the pain of hell has been suffered for you in Jesus. That empowers the believer. As we hear those messages that we have access to God by faith, that we are fully and freely forgiven, it empowers you to walk back out those doors and to face whatever trial
2: or suffering or hurt that exists in this world. Even death itself cannot conquer it. Because we know that just as Christ is risen, we will rise
1: too. And every suffering that we face in this life forces us to do one thing, and that is rely more and more on the peace that we have. The peace that God won for us by Jesus as He delivered it to us
2: in His blood on the cross. And now He still comes to us Fully, freely, in the simplest of ways. He doesn't demand a price. But He comes to you right here, right now, through the preaching of the Word, through the Word of God, in bread and wine, in the waters of baptism, in these simple, quiet ways. God comes to us. We don't go to Him. He's come down to us. What a beautiful picture this is. So friends, maybe you have something planned
1: where you're going to go and and, and try to get a book signed by a celebrity. Maybe you're going to go to a show and you're going to wait in line for for hours to see a band. Maybe you're going to go to some uh, political event where you're going to go hear a politician speak or a president
2: speak. We might waste time trying to access people. But don't waste your time trying to access God. Because you don't go to Him. He's come to you already. Here, now, in the Word
1: and at the table, so that come what may in life, we might enjoy the blessing of peace and hope knowing that we have access to the God who blesses and keeps us the God who, whose face shines on us in grace in Jesus Christ and who has delivered us peace and hope in the Holy Spirit. You have access to that God, that triune God. Amen.
0: That's all there is for today. But we are so happy you took a few moments out of your busy day to listen to God's Word with us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast to hear more devotions like this Monday through Friday and to hear our Sunday sermons as well. We also cordially invite you to join us for church every week at 8 a.m. and 10:30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website at www.stmarksbemidgie.org.